0: It should be fine, except it's you play. So maybe I won't actually hit the start button on that just yet.
1: Well, welcome in, everybody. This is episode 154. Maybe? I I I think we introduced last
0: week's episode by the wrong number, so now I'm thrown off.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure last week we may have said 154, but it was actually 153. And I'm pretty sure this week is 154. And you can tell by the sound of my voice that I am not Andy. Uh, And neither am I. No, that's Michael. Hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, And I'm JJ, and Andy is away today. Uh, So Michael and I will have a discussion here. I actually have no idea what he's up to, so. Uh, I believe that they are up
0: in the Bay Area um, visiting his brother-in-law's new baby.
1: Uh, We'll start it off like we usually do sometimes, and we'll get into some owning. We own things on this podcast. We do. What did you get up to? Uh,
0: So, I, I don't get to participate often in the Homeowners Minute, as I do not actually own a home. We um, we don't like it. It's the owner's minute. You just have to own things. <laughs> um, but we do own, uh, actually, we have two vacuum cleaners. Oh, boy. And so I, uh, yeah. In the last couple of days, I've gotten some crash courses in vacuum cleaner repair. Repair? What happened? I well, mean- the first one, so the first one was easy. Um, we have two cats and uh, cat hair does not always play nice with vacuum cleaners. Yeah, the filters probably get real bad. Well, the filter isn't so bad. Like we got, we have ones that are specially made to for people who own pets.
1: Oh, okay, sure.
0: Um, you can get like ones that are certified for pet owners, um, which we've definitely done. Uh, but the hoses will sometimes get fat, clogged up. Hmm. So I had to disassemble the the base of the vacuum to be able to get access to all of the hose underneath it and then clear it out. Uh, so you could like
1: force the hair out one way or the other. Yeah, basically. Very fun. Oh, well, yeah, so that probably was, not.
0: That was one. <laughs> and then two, um, we had one that was... It was getting suction. Like you would take the hose off the back and you put your hand over the hose and it would, you know, pull at your palm. Right. But you'd plug the hose back in and you'd get nothing through the main, the main base of the unit. Oh. So took it apart, trying to figure out what was going on. Um, didn't, this was several days ago, didn't find anything at first. And then right as I was about to button it back up, I noticed, Oh that looks like the belt for the main brush and it's snapped. Mm. So there is a, uh, there is a channel that the belt rides in and it looks like, I imagine because it's sealed off that this had to have come this way when we first bought it. But one edge of the channel, which is just real flimsy plastic was broken and so had a sharp edge Oh. And so, I have a feeling that at high speed, the belt running around past this sharp edge just sort of frayed at it.
1: Uh, and then eventually broke yep. off.
0: Yeah, because it's not an old vacuum. I think we've had it for less than a year.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow, that's real short. Yep. Hmm.
0: Fortunately, replacement bands are $6 on Amazon for a setup two. Heck yeah. So, three days later, I had bands in the mail. There we go. Uh, so, yeah. Put uh, through a new band on there, and uh, I think it's it's still a little loose. I think I need to tighten it up a little harder because it still vibrates a little more than it should. Mm. But I put some uh, electrical tape over the broken piece to hopefully prevent premature fraying of this
1: of a second band here. Smart repair there. I had to disassemble my washer, or wait, sorry, the dryer one time, and there's just just a really big belt that runs over the drum. Yep, and it didn't run perfectly right after I did that for a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I probably didn't slide the belt back on correctly, and it kind of had to, like, shimmy itself into place correctly over the next little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, so uh, we'll see. I might I might open it back up and make sure that there's nothing loose and then
1: tighten it back down real hard. Very cool, man. So it's all working, though?
0: Yeah, so they're both working right now. Um uh-huh. So the cleaning continues, which was basically the only thing we did this weekend was spring clean the
1: apartment. You know, that is funny you mentioned that because we have been, uh, in the midst of closet renovations here at, uh, my house and the, uh, it gives you an opportunity when you have to take literally everything out of every closet in the house to go like, how much of this stuff do I actually need? Does this spark joy? I mean, not quite that level, but yes, yeah. uh, you know, ostensibly you're installing all these closets to increase the amount of space that's available to you. But in that process, you're like, well, maybe I don't need to keep all of these 50 different t-shirts or whatever. Right. Um, maybe
0: I don't need to keep all the boxes for these things that I tell myself I'm going to use one day, but never actually will.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Uh, in the garage that was definitely very evident it's like do I need this box of random doodads from when I was 12 I, I get... no I probably don't
0: <laughs> sorry 12 year old me
1: <laughs> yeah it's okay 30 year old me doesn't care about 12 year old me apparently <laughs> um, so that was a it's been an ongoing process we're not quite done um, the closets are mostly in now but there are no doors to any of them so you could just see the stuff Okay. Uh, which makes it look more cluttered, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide it. Yeah. Um, the doors will come someday, I assume. Uh, but as you alluded to earlier, this was a big weekend. Uh, you didn't get much done because... Well, yesterday because we had a movie time to keep. And that took literally 100% of your day because the movie was 17 hours. Yeah, basically. half my weekend yeah uh he's obviously alluding to avengers endgame
0: yep so we went last night and saw it um we won't get into the actual details of the movie we'll wait for andy to come back before we do that
1: yeah i I got a feeling andrew also has opinions about it because it there's stuff to talk about with that movie (laughs) but yeah there's there's a lot to dive into but we'll talk around it a little bit here
0: yeah, so we had we had kind of an interesting experience going to the theater. Um, I guess the first thing that surprised me was we didn't even start really looking for tickets to go until Sunday morning. Oh. And so we were looking at – the there's a theater across the street from us, uh, which is not assigned seating. So we discussed maybe going over there and just getting there early and waiting in line. Um, and then we checked – the The big theater down at the spectrum
2: mm-hmm.
0: and found that after about seven thirty all the shows for the rest of the night, the theaters were mostly empty. whoa, yeah, it was bizarre um now i I can sort of understand it because they were they were stadium seating like most theaters are these days, but they weren't um reclined seating. Ah. Which seems to be the in-demand seats these days.
1: Were they like also 3D or something like that? Like the uh, extra some upcharge. Of them,
0: some of them were, yeah. Um, mm. but the one that we were in was not. It was just the standard definition. Hmm. Um. But yeah, and even even by the time we got there, it was only maybe half full, maybe three quarters. Wow, Shocking. But Yeah, definitely not like shoulder to shoulder
1: uh we went on saturday at maybe one o'clock in the afternoon and the theater was pretty darn full i would say just about every seat certainly every seat near where we were sitting um was full and the people behind us uh god bless the two people who dealt with these two jerks but i don't know who the kid was but he and his friend had gotten to or these two kids had gotten seats, and they'd brought their other two friends who were sitting elsewhere in the theater, but were sitting next to them. Okay. And the couple who actually has the seats, because it is assigned seating, comes up. Yep. And they're like, hey, these are our seats. What's going on? He's like, oh, uh, I, hey, sorry. You know, these are our friends, and we wanted to sit next to him. Our seats are, like, just over there, you know, and he shows her the number at, like, you know, seats one and four or one and three or whatever. They were next to each other, but, like, on the far end of the row. Right. It's like, would you mind sitting over there? And the the woman was like, we bought these seats because we wanted to sit in the middle. No. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. Come on, man. Yeah. And so, you know, the kid's like, oh, uh, the, you know, they're our friends and stuff. And then eventually, like, gives in and, and moves, which, you know, God bless them for being uh, patient with these jerks, but yeah, look, dude, there's assigned seating. People are going to go to their assigned seats, and sometimes that means they don't show up until five minutes or two minutes before the screen time. That's yep. okay. Or That's how assigned ten, seating works. Ten minutes into the previews. It could be, right? And there were a lot of previews. <laughs> yes, there were. I guess everybody wanted a piece of that Marvel pie.
0: Oh, I was going to say, there was there was actually one more thing though, probably the weirdest thing for us. So if you're the owner of or the manager of a movie theater and you have potentially the biggest blockbuster ever releasing, would you take some, you know, extra steps to make sure that your theater was prepared for said movie?
1: Like perhaps having enough
0: staff on hand that day? Having some more people on staff, maybe stocking some extra
1: concessions. Those seem like things you would want.
0: Yeah, yeah they do. Um but they were not things that we got when we showed up at the theater. They didn't have like popcorn and stuff. So they they had regular popcorn still. Okay. Um but the um there were people in line in front of us and ourselves who some of the things that we went to order, the guy was just like, "Yeah, we've run out of that."
1: What? Yeah, while
0: we were in, while we were standing in line, they sold the last bag of one of the types of candies and they just seem to be running out of stuff
1: left and right i mean likely a testament to the crazy number of people that showed up at the theater this weekend but still yeah but you know it's coming and that's the stuff the theater makes their money on right isn't all the concessions supposedly the thing that has the biggest margins the the
0: tickets the tickets aren't where you make money in in operating a theater
1: it's the six dollar popcorn or whatever right
0: yeah, but it's it you know and it just it extended to everything. Like most of the the soda machines were out of ice. Uh a lot of the lids, a lot of the lid dispensers for sodas were empty. Um what? uh there apparently wasn't toilet paper in a lot of the bathrooms. What? Uh and then we um we were waiting outside the door to our theater until like eight minutes before showtime when they finally, the cleaning crew finally cleared out. And I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was just the theater trying to cram the movie showtimes closer together so that they can squeeze more of them in or if they were truly just that short staffed.
1: Did they, when you got in to the theater was the like preview previews that run sometimes those ads and stuff, were those already running? yeah they were about to wrap up okay so they i was going to ask if they like delayed your start by 10 minutes because they were still cleaning but no they had just been running that while they were cleaning yep crazy i've never seen something like that that's like yeah. really really something they I, I i the only thing i can think of is that they must have really just been trying to squeeze those times as close together as possible given that the movie is 3 freaking hours yeah Oh, man it was exhausting some <laughs> in some respects uh being that so long this was the this was the ordeal just to
0: get into our seats
1: man well uh as you can imagine uh the movie had a lot of opinions on the internet as uh big things do usually when the fandoms get involved yep people have thoughts as as they always do uh and i think the The thing I wanted to get into the most about this was kind of the, I don't know if it was just the areas of the internet that I frequent or whatever, but people were being like really protective of other people and spoiling the movie for them. Okay. Which I thought was like the nicest thing I'd seen in a really long time. People were like, hey, here are the, like, if you're going to talk on this discussion forum, if you post a spoiler for this movie, you're just getting banned that's just it if you yeah. da- there's one area where you can talk about this and it's over here and if anyone talks it outside of there you're just banned you've been you've been warned and people were just you know heeding the rules of reporting posts you know reporting people who were talking outside of the specified zones even the meme communities that generally spring up around these marvel movies were being very respectful about it the uh thanos did nothing wrong and in the soul stone <laughs> communities uh, we're posting, uh, old memes from Infinity War <laughs> <laughs> so that no one could get spoiled from new memes. <laughs> nice. Like an old meme with the text of posting an old meme so that no one can be spoiled. like <laughs> this <was> the meme. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty cute. Um, well played. yeah, it was nice to see. And, like, you know, the, I know the producers of the movie, the Russos, had put out a, um, a call the call for the letter to the fans and saying, yeah, hey, I saw try not to spoil circulated. this. So I th- thought that was like a really nice thing for people to do, given how much was sort of writing on this movie. And it's, you know, the culmination of what, 10 plus years and 20 something movies or whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I th- so it was just really unusual. I've never seen fandoms react that way before to a movie like or even a popular show or like all sorts of things, you know, people always complain about spoilers and, you know, the getting a thing spoiled for you. And people are very averse and complain all the time. We tell you on this podcast, if we're going to talk about things, we, you know, inject beforehand, Hey, spoilers. We're not skip ahead 10 minutes or whatever. Yep. Uh, I just thought that was so nice. This is like the first time I think in my entire life, I've ever seen the internet react in a way that was like heartwarming and nice to a, event that they could have been jerks about
0: yeah especially considering how rabid people get about fandoms these days
1: yeah yeah and the marvel movie fandom is extremely big of course right i mean these movies met uh infinity war already at the time of this recording on monday uh broke the all the box office records for most money and fastest earning and biggest opening weekend and blah blah blah
0: yeah, I think I saw this morning that it was the 18th, already the 18th highest grossing film of all time. Jeez, and it's been out for five days. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or four? I don't know. I wouldn't, don't as know when they this start this morning, counting. It would
0: have been four days, three right. and a half.
1: Gosh. A lot of people saw it, that's clear. Uh, yep. And, you know, there's another fandom out there that reacted, I would say, exactly the opposite way and was very disappointing. Uh-oh. Uh, I know you don't watch uh, Game of Thrones. Is that correct, Michael? I don't, but
0: my my wife just informed me that there was backlash against the lighting.
1: Yes, absolutely. There is. <laughs> uh, I, you know when you watch movies on the internet? Yeah. And you're streaming them off Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or whatever? Sure. Uh, you're watching them on your computer monitor or your tablet or whatever. You know, the black isn't like real black. Yeah. You know, it's like a, okay, it's dark. It's like a dark gray. You know. Yeah, if you, and
0: it's if on
1: like low resolution. You get that grainy quality to it. Right. Yeah. Well, what if your TV show was hyper popular and was on a streaming service and had, let's say, millions and millions of people watching streams of it all at the same time? and like every scene took place at night in the pitch dark
0: i can see how if you if you couldn't see what was going on you might be a little miffed about that
1: yeah so you know i uh certainly you know regarding this specific thing that people were complaining about i experienced it for sure uh but i could still kind of make out what was going on but you could tell that there was something bad because it's like, why does this look all grainy and terrible? This is obviously not how it's supposed to look. Right. And so then you're just like, well, is like my connection bad? Do I need to like restart the modem or pause or let it buffer or something? What's going on? Um, But no, none of those things. It just looked like crap. So that's unfortunate. But that's not the only bad thing that people were complaining about. Well, I guess not people were complaining about. People were celebrating an event in that episode as well. Okay. Uh, And they took to, to various internet platforms to let you know how they felt about that event at 6.01 p.m. after the e- premiere on the East Coast. Oh, wow. You know, it was like, hey, guys, I understand that you want to celebrate what happened and talk about, you know, the fun things you saw or whatever. Don't live tweet the show at me. Yeah. But, and give, us, give us a chance to at least see it. Yeah. And... Uh, Okay, I understand a lot of... This happens a lot of times where, like, the East Coast, West Coast, the West Coast people all get spoiled. This has been going on for forever. Movies that come out at midnight on the East Coast get tweeted about before they come out on the West Coast, blah, 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 TV, everything. So that one I can forgive a little bit. But, like, literally the second after the thing airs, going online and tweeting, like, here's the big spoiler from tonight's episode. Here are the people that die, or here's what happens, or here's the resolution to this big plot arc or whatever you're like what are you people doing don't do that literally the second after the show ends what if someone started it five minutes after you may as well turn it off you just watched told them to end what if there are people who have to tape these things and play them later stream it another day you know like wait more than 10 seconds before just like openly saying here you go here's everything that happened come on Oh my god, it's terrible! And it like, and you know, after just having watched uh, Avengers previously in the weekend, and Game of Thrones airs Sunday night, uh, and having watched Avengers early in the weekend, and people being so nice and considerate about spoilers, then going directly into this where everyone is just immediately posting things about the spoilers and exactly what happened and all this stuff, I'm like, could not have been harder whiplash from the two <laughs> fandoms there, N- night and day. Yeah, literally. Uh, that kind of bummed me out. And I think it, I think it ended up kind of the, the experience of seeing Endgame that weekend ended up reflecting poorly on the Game of Thrones, I think, uh, which maybe that just says more about where my fandom is at rather than what I actually enjoy about those two shows. So
0: maybe, but yeah, you get the, you know, you get the glow of the positive experience first, and then you have the negative one that just sort
1: of bursts your bubble yeah maybe i should give that uh episode a second shot and maybe i'll like it more i don't know all right well that was a fun romp through our weekend uh like i said everyone we will talk about endgame uh with when andrew is back uh next week or soon thereafter i'm sure uh do you want to do some news michael
0: yeah yeah let's talk some news there's always uh some good stuff going on around the interwebs. All right. Um, so I don't remember, JJ, if you had a Nintendo 64 or not.
1: Growing up, I did not know.
0: Okay. Um, well, I got a Nintendo 64 um, like right when it came out, maybe for Christmas that year. And the big thing when it came out was Mario 64. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you remember the hype when that game came out. Well, one of the things that was, um, I guess, a humorous fact about that game and a a much beloved um, facet of the game from then and basically until now still is how thick Mario's accent is and the total inability to understand what he's saying.
1: Mm. He does a lot of like wahoos and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but there are a couple of uh, the
0: the uh, of points in the game where he does have just of uh, short phrases that he says. Oh, okay. I don't know if right. I knew this. Yeah, so in the boss fights, um, the way that they're set up, you you chase Bowser around and you have to run around behind him and grab his tail. And then you spin him around and th- launch him towards bombs that are in the, the edge of – in the
1: distance at the edge of the platform. Okay. So, you got to kind of control your spin until he's pointed at the bomb and right, and then let go. Um, well, when he
0: does that, every time he lets go and flings him, he says something. Okay. And there was – because the, the accented line was so heavy – there was never consensus among the gaming community of exactly what it was he said until uh, today. To Oh, did or an authority I, I speak last, out? Last night, yes. Um, Charles Martinet, who was the voice of Mario in that game, and finally t- stepped up to say, what does he say? Oh, I have no idea what he says. Uh, And the the answer was, so long, Kinga Bowser. King with an A on the end of it. Kinga. To be stereotypically Italian, I suppose.
1: Right, which is certainly not what someone would think you would say, because that is not a way that you would stereotypically (laughs)
0: pronounce those words. (laughs) Basically.
1: Uh, That's hilarious. I think... Martinet is still the voice of Mario these days. I think so. I don't think he's retired. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. So he has finally put to rest a uh one of gaming's greatest mysteries. Yep, there you have it
0: internet problem solved.
1: So long, King of Bowser.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that one just made me laugh.
1: I can only imagine that goes along with the other weird stuff like yoshi's middle name and mario punching yoshi in the back of the head in mario world (laughs) yeah (laughs) i once you see it yeah by the way people if you've never seen that go look up a gif of mario making yoshi's tongue stick out why does yoshi's tongue stick out he punches him in the back of the head that's why if you've never seen that before it's very funny All right. Well, uh, I have a little news article to talk about here as well. Uh, You know that game that I play a bunch of, uh, Magic the Gathering Arena? Yeah. I heard that there might be a new expansion coming out. There's a new expansion, and it is out. Uh, It is called War of the Spark, uh, and it focuses very heavily on the Planeswalker characters. All right. Uh, to the point that they normally the, those are like really powerful cards that have a bunch of different effects, and in this one they finally typically they're like rare or mythic rare, sort of the higher rarity levels. In okay, the,
0: so you're you're not seeing many of them.
1: Right. Usually there'll be like one or two in a deck max or something. Well, in War of the Spark they decided, what if we just put like thirty eight or whatever of these guys in the set, so that there are some all over the place and they're uncommon and they're rare and they're mythic and they're all sorts of stuff. You're going to get a bunch of these planeswalkers. The game has gotten a little silly. (laughs) I was going to say, let's just throw out all of the caps and make every deck OP.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, they did a good job though with the balance. I don't think everything is just insane, but there certainly are some very silly things you can do. It's all these guys have crazy powers where, uh, in Magic one of the ways that you can win the game is uh called milling where uh there's a rule in that game if you go to draw a card and your deck is empty and you have no cards to draw you lose. Okay. Uh so uh sorry, you lose at the beginning of your next turn, right? Because the Okay. You you have to draw a card at the beginning of the turn and that's when it checks. Right. And so there's a there's one of the Planeswalkers whose ability is if you try to draw a card and you lose the game. Instead, you win. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're just trying to figure out a way to like... Wait until the last possible moment to play him, (laughs) burn through all your cards, and then win the game. Uh, (laughs) I saw someone saying uh, that they posted a really good meme, uh, big on memes this week, and uh, it was, you know, that DJ Khaled meme? Yeah. and Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, (laughs) Uh, he plays this guy, and then the Uh, draws a whole bunch of cards and then his opponent removes the guy right as he's about to finish drawing (laughs) his last card and then he loses the game. (laughs) And he's like, congratulations, you played yourself. That's Uh, really well done. Very good, yes. Um, So I've been playing some of that and enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, ever eager to get more money, it seems, has done a promotion in Japan with alternate art for each of the 36 planeswalking characters done by prominent Japanese artists. Uh, And as in, I don't know, bad corporate fashion, proceeded to tell no one that this was happening. And so the demand for these, the physical cards now I'm talking about, right? Okay. Okay. Has gone through the roof and people are going nuts for what is a lot of cases considered to be superior art of like you know really famous um Japanese artists and manga artists and people that have done like uh, concept art for Final Fantasy and a bunch of mm-hmm. like artists you would recognize uh, especially if you're into video games uh and so people are going nuts and they didn't tell anyone outside of Japan they were doing this people just started noticing as they po- Japanese people posted pictures of the cards online. People like, were like, hey, those don't look like mine. Uh, what? This is cool. Where do we get these? Can I order Japanese boxes? <laughs> um, so that's probably not great. Uh, I assume they're going to bring the alternate art to the, uh, digital version as some kind of paid cosmetic or something, because why wouldn't they? It seems yeah, like it seems like an easy free money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, so that was a bit of a, a gaff there. Uh, and the last little bit of Magic-related news, um, there's a, a pro tour going on in Magic, or the uh, Mythic Championship. Sorry, it's what they call it now. Uh, they have a you know, professional circuit, and people play all these tournaments and gain points, and they crown a champion at the end of the year. You know, kind Good. of Hearthstone does a similar thing. Yeah. Uh, a player recently who's been in the circuit for a number of years um, was recently caught cheating with marked sleeves they say oh wow okay uh uh, they say the the deck he was playing uh for i don't know the details of the deck but the certain cards that were integral to it had what the judges at the time i guess they do random checks on the deck to verify that the cards aren't changing and all sorts of things uh and the judges noticed that three of these cards were marked in such a way that the the text i want to quote is like it's too weirdly specific. It's like clearly someone reading a line out of a rule book kind of a thing. Okay. were are altered in such a way so as to have been almost impossibly by accident. These sleeves were changed, however, you know, so almost impossibly by accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the player accepted his uh, disqualification and banned from the next few matches, I guess. They didn't ban him outright forever, just like, hey, no, no, slap on the wrist. Um, Unclear if he was actually gaining some kind of advantage from that, because he wasn't like, it wasn't like the finals or whatever, but, um, you know, no bad, no cheating.
0: Yeah, good for them for for taking a stand on it, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Whether or not it was,
1: I'm sure there are
0: people in the community who feel, you know, no, throw him out forever, but...
1: Yeah, and Matt, this isn't the first time there have been cheaters in Magic, and yeah. you know, go surprise a competitive game. Someone tries to cheat it. It's not just going to be card games. It's going to be every competitive thing, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a little strange, but you know, it seems like it's been it's been really fun to play recently. So I've been enjoying it for sure. <sighs>
0: so. Oh, I've got i got one more for you JJ okay um, so I know that you are eagerly looking forward to the end of June when Super Mario Maker 2 makes its debut oh yes um, but they just came out and announced that um, the limited edition in the UK I think it was in the UK um, will come with a stylus
1: Michael are you serious right now yeah it comes with a stylus,
0: yeah so this one will, which I think is a great addition yeah um, i mean the
1: the the switch does not have one, yeah, yeah, but it, it supports touch, it so. is a touch screen, right why you know what system did have a stylus? It was the Wii U, and it came built in. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> and The first Mario Maker had this by default, and you didn't have to pay extra for no collector's edition. Yep. Uh, but good for them, and that sounds like maybe they're going to have touchscreen controls? That would be very cool, just uh, the ability to drag and drop. I think that would be really nice. I know that making levels sucked really bad trying to use just the controller. Uh, I did not ever do that. I always used a little stylus and poked around on the touchscreen because it's just like you know if you want to copy a line of bricks across the entire thing it's way easier to click and slide the stylus all the way over than it is to you know left a left a left a left a
0: <laughs> yep and the so the same announcement also had a I'll, I'll drop it in the chat here it had a a brief video of a level that they had built for the release date announcement check this so yeah it's the they built a level with the uh 3d land um
1: graphics set okay very cool 3d land is the new is one of the new ones right is it the only new one um it is the new is i don't remember if
0: 3d land or 3d world came out they came out right around the same time Right. Um, it's like 3D
1: Land was the DS or 3DS and then 3D World was the Wii U. Yes. That sounds right.
0: Yeah, I believe that is right.
1: I'm super excited. You know, the uh, there's that promotion for Twitch Prime where they're giving away a free year of Nintendo online subscription or whatever this thing is called. Uh, and I think Mario is a good reason for me to finally cash that thing in and get it started.
0: Yeah, being able to load up all of the levels that people create.
1: I think without the online functionality, that game is not cool. Not that it isn't cool anyway, to just be able to make your own levels and let people play them or whatever, but I personally don't have enough people, like, around locally to do, like, to share with or whatever. Right. So, I hope they get the online stuff working well. I mean, it worked okay, but you had to share these codes, like, friend codes. It was a giant hassle, like... Just upload them to some kind of website or central browser that you can just search. Their, like, random 100-level thing was cool, but what if I just yeah. want to play, like, the good ones instead of the random ones?
0: Yeah, can you give me, a like, access to a curated list? Can I get
1: 100 of the highest scoring levels by user ratings or whatever? Right. I think that would be a cool system, but who knows? Nintendo is always very, hmm... They don't always do online the best. No, darn. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I really, man. Oh, what a world! I hope, man. I'm just really excited about Mario now. I, I like. I did you ever play much of Mario Maker One?
0: I didn't. I never really got much of a chance to play it. I did really enjoy the. Um, they did an exhibition of levels. Um, or, or it was actually a race. I think at um, games done quick. Oh yeah, which was definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. But they also did, um, and now I'm not going to remember if they did it as an announcement, um, before the game dropped, or if it was after the, after the game had come out. But when they revived the Nintendo World Championships. Mm. the very last round between the two finalists was a three i think it was a three world challenge through three maps that had never been seen before that's cool yeah and it was it was a really cool way to co- to cap off what had been an exciting competition
1: that's really cool i man i played so much of that first mario maker i suck at mario <laughs> i'm bad i can't yeah, do yeah. the like fancy jumps that some of those levels require mm-hmm. and a lot of them use the new super mario brothers tile set you know, yep. uh, in that one mario gets uh what is it like you get a triple jump and like a backflip and you can do some wall jumping and stuff yeah, it's a totally
0: different move set than if you're using the Super Mario Bros.
1: Right. It's a lot closer, actually, if you think about the stuff you can do in, like, Mario 64 in terms yes, of... Except is. without the, like, 3D camera. Yeah, it's just that imposed into 2D. Right. And I, you know, never having had an N64, I was not too familiar with those moves. I never played New Super Mario Brothers because I didn't own a regular Wii. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I did play it several times at friends' houses and whatever you know mario kart and and that, but that game is like torture because you just murder each other all the time, trying to jump and then you land on the friend and he dies and you know if you're not really used to
0: playing with other people it can it can turn into a bit of a mess,
1: yeah, man, wow, we killed each other so many times uh so you know trying to get used to that control set in some of these like really deviously designed levels where you have to do these really precise jumps and stuff. I sucked, man. I was really, really bad at Mario Maker. <laughs> but, you know, I won't say that I'm, like, any good at designing levels, but designing the levels was pretty fun. It, it was it was easy to make, like, really silly stuff. Right. And it's like, I'm going to make a, a bullet bill launcher that shoots chain chomps or, you know, whatever. <laughs> because the tools let you do that stuff. And it was so, you know, I know when they announced Mario Maker 2, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like, what stuff are they going to add? Um and they only have shown very little footage at least that i've seen uh you know they're adding the new 3d world um tile set as you you shoo, you showed here uh in yep. this this stylus uh ad um but man i like it had ba- almost everything i could think of in terms of mario enemies and things you couldn't make slopes which is a big pain i think people like you know in the the games that supported sloping, you could make, like, a slope in Mario World and slide down it, you know?
0: Yeah, people were very excited when that got announced as a feature coming to the second one.
1: Yeah, and Mario 3, I think, had slopes. Did they have them? A... I don't think yes. there were any slopes in Mario 1. Uh, No, there were not.
0: It was all uh, square blocks.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's just, like, the... The possibility space opens up you know especially for the people who are really really good with this stuff unlike me <laughs> so that's very cool i man i want that game to be good i they could just put it out and it would be great but uh, yeah
0: i think i think it will be i mean the, I wonder the if first I can...
1: game was so good that
0: building on top of it is is a real solid foundation
1: and like way more people own switches now than owned we use so <laughs> yes. that's already like a big benefit i suspect Oh, man, cool. I wonder if you could just get any old stylus, like, off of a phone or a used tablet or whatever and try and use it on a Switch and if it would work.
0: I don't see why not. I mean, based on the the picture of the stylus that they posted, it looks like, other than the fact that it's the artwork on it is Mario-themed, it
1: looks like a standard rubber-tipped stylus. Yeah, hmm, I might have one of those laying around somewhere. I think there's one more event that's been that happened last week that we should touch on, but we could touch on it in a little bit of uh Rantasy football perhaps after we do some shout outs. Yeah.
0: So if people wanna get at us, JJ, and let us know what they thought about Avengers Endgame before we dive into it. Where oh, should they send that?
1: Yes, send us all the good memes. We can't be spoiled now. We've all seen it, including Andy. So, uh, that's, that's good. Uh, you can send those to podcast at we were We would love to read your good takes. So I'm sure our listeners only have good takes. There are no bad takes. No, the, in this the audience.
0: hottest of hot memes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No bad takes here. I'm sure. So don't even try to send bad ones because I'm sure none of you have them. Uh, we're also on, you can follow the show on YouTube. You could be watching and listening to this on YouTube right now. Yeah, you should definitely go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, check that out. Um, It's real easy. You know, all the episodes go up there, uh, and they are very nicely categorized for you. So if you just want to listen to the component classes or the Star Trek pods or, you know, various categories, we got them sorted for you. So that's a convenient way there. Subscribe to that. Search for We Were Gamers on there. Uh, We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Were Gamers. So follow us on that and, you know, subscribe to this podcast. Leave us reviews. All those things help. We appreciate it. Let's talk about the NFL draft. Do you want to for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I didn't watch any of it at all because I have things to do, and the draft (laughs) is extremely boring as far as I can tell. I watched
0: a little bit of... It's funny because I I do the same thing with the draft every year, and somehow I, I always manage to forget... I watched just enough of the first round to – well, usually I watch the, the first round up until my team, Carolina, has their selection or however many selections that they have. But it also tends to be just long enough for me to remember why I don't really like watching the draft.
1: So I did it one year and I was like, oh, this will be fun. Like I had just gotten into fantasy pretty big the previous year and I was like, all right, I'll watch the draft and like see if there's like some cool rookies or whatever that I could try and pick up. Yeah. And I will yeah, at that time it was on like NFL Network or something not I think it was on ABC or something this year. It was ABC this year. Okay, so that's pretty different from how it was in the past. But it was unbelievably boring. Yeah. It's just like a lot of people stretching <laughs> to fill time.
0: Yeah, well that's the problem, right? Is that each team gets 6 or 7 minutes? I don't remember what the what the clock is now. Yeah, it's um, it's but not. I didn't, re- long, I didn't remember it always being that long.
1: Yeah, I certainly remember people going like, like less than a minute, and then they'd have, oh, here's you know the, the commissioner yeah. coming back out to announce pick number, you know, fourteen or whatever. And I feel like this year maybe there was just a lot of hot trades going on or something, but like this year, it felt like people were just taking forever. Yeah and i just follow it on you know on twitter and and online and stuff where people just post the pics which is frankly the best way to do it i think <laughs> cuz i don't care and i don't know who any of these people are um right
0: yeah if you don't if you don't follow a whole lot of college football um and even then because in the last several years um Defensemen have gone very high in the first round, right? Predominantly. And so it's like, oh,
1: who is this defensive lineman? Who is this cornerback? Who is this safety? I don't know these guys. And even if I did, the chance that they were on the teams that I follow in college is so minuscule because there's what, like, you know, 20,000 college players, and how many of them actually get drafted? Like, you know, less than 200 or something. Right. Yeah, man, it's just so tough to watch. And, you know, if you have a big following or you're really excited about your team, you know, you're a huge Panthers fan, I can see wanting to watch to see who they pick, you know, to, like, yep. you know, get that feeling of, like, oh, we got a great guy or whoever. Um, But <laughs> there's always the opposite side of that coin where someone does something like the Giants – oh
0: no yeah i heard i heard a little bit about what happened with the giants
1: uh i don't know all the circumstances but it sounds like they picked this guy doug jones uh as a quarterback yeah, a quarterback out of duke uh and you know the eli manning train has sort of been uh at the station i think for a few years at this point yep. so it probably was about time for them to pick a quarterback but it's and the I guess the deal was they had the number six, and then they had another pick, like, way down later in the first round through trades or whatever. Yep. And they were like, oh, we should consider trading up to number five to get this guy. And, like, it turned out no one cared.
0: <laughs> it was, yeah, basically.
1: It was like, oh, yeah, they picked this guy from Duke. He wasn't even at the thing because he didn't expect it to be picked in the first round. <laughs> Yikes.
0: Way to go, New York.
1: Yeah, that's a little bummer for them. Um, Though, you know, you hate to see the fandom's dreams get crushed. Um, But, you know, I feel like that happens every year, right? There's always some people that get drafted and end up going nowhere. There's people who you love who get drafted by teams you really wish they hadn't. Yep. Uh, In the case of Stanford this year.
0: Bryce Love to to the Redskins where, you know, running backs go to... Get early
1: retirement. Yeah, that's real unfortunate. Uh, And they still have Guise from last year, I think, and he barely played, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were,
0: you know, they're a revolving door between um, AP and his his old man Knees. I was going to say that they're they're
1: running a rehab clinic for ACLs.
0: (laughs) And who's the other one? Chris Thompson?
1: Yes, Chris Thompson. Who has
0: been... What did I see today? He has been out for he has been out injured more than he has played seasons in the league good
1: god man running back is a really tough position i hear it is yeah but man that team mm, too bad bryce love was a, a truly truly great talent so yep so i think one of the one
0: of the funnier takes that i saw so you know being in the in the greater la area you mm-hmm. get a lot of news takes as they pertain to UCLA and USC. Mm-hmm. And this year's on field product for both teams was decidedly subpar, which was, you know, a lot of the the news cycle during the season. Well, I got sent a little snippet from an article that said, The 2019 NFL draft has come to a close and the UCLA Bruins had just one guy drafted. This was a draft in which UCLA was pretty irrelevant, which is ironic, because Caleb Wilson, the last player and only Bruin drafted, is literally this year's Mr. Irrelevant. That's not ironic, isn't that fitting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's exactly the definition of irony, but it's
1: uh It is very funny either way. way. Very, very good. I don't know. The uh, it's really tough for me to get my like carrying up i enjoy watching college football when it's on but i just cannot follow it there's too many teams there's too much going on the like rivalries that people have make no sense to me yeah and you know it's just like which of the teams of alabama clemson and you know ohio state and the other one is going to win this year and yeah not that the nfl really is that much better because it's the patriots versus whoever every year Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. Uh, Well, I don't know who any of the other teams picked. Uh, I just saw the funny memes. Um, Shout-outs to uh, if people follow uh, the Reddit of r slash NFL. They were posting some pretty good draft stats of all the various players, and then they had fun little facts at the bottom of them, all of which were completely made up in lies. (laughs) <laughs> but apparently got a couple places to bite on. Like, they were reading those draft cards and put the facts out as actual news. Nice. Which, <laughs> like, dude, no. Check your facts, people. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like, how would they know that he? they replaced the sound of his doorbell with a truck horn? Like, why would they know that? That's not a real thing. Ah, uh, very good. Well, another draft has come and gone. Were you satisfied with the picks of the Carolina Panthers?
0: Yeah, yeah. They, um, I think they picked up some... Definite positions of need, um, so they came out of the draft. I would say unscathed. Um, they yeah. picked up, <laughs> they picked up a very talented um, backup quarterback because uh, they they originally said that they weren't necessarily going to be looking for a quarterback in this draft. Mm. Um, and then you know, I guess came around to the fact that Cam Newton is having his second off-season surgery. I think in as many seasons. Yeah. Um, and so they went out and got uh, Will Greer from West Virginia, okay. Who was he was an exciting player to watch in college. So hopefully that uh, that translates
1: well. And Cam Newton, you know, disregarding the injuries, uh, you know, off season, but he has played relatively well most of the seasons that he has been healthy. So I feel like yeah. he still got some more ahead of him for sure. So maybe oh, yeah. that'll be you know if he if he bounces back from this
0: this surgery then he'll be uh, I think he's right there because they've got a you know a lot of talented pieces around him now.
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're certainly in a spot where they can uh, you know train up this guy for the next you know two or three years maybe, and then have him be a competent uh, quarterback when Cam Newton is not able to bounce back. Let's say yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that is the draft I think and we'll see the rest of you next week yeah thanks for tuning in